Hello everyone, and welcome to Data for Future, episode 13. Today our guest is going to be Guillem Bargallo, an expert in digital marketing and sustainability. Five years ago, he launched a digital platform to promote sustainable businesses and projects called El Bien Social. Guillem is also a teacher of sustainable marketing at the Technocampus Mataró, near the city of Barcelona, and a very good friend of mine. This episode is a special one. First of all, because this is the first video episode we're launching. So you can find this one on YouTube to find out what my haircut looks like, for example. Second of all, because we're gonna touch upon very important issues. The one that make us contemplate on dystopian possibilities of future use of technology, especially in digital marketing. With Instagram offering me these relevant ads that suit my desires and needs so well, where do you draw the line between persuasion and manipulation? Stay tuned to find out this and more. My name is Pavel Semsky. This is Data for Future. Guillaume, welcome to our show. Very happy to see you here. Um, I'd like to start with a very simple question. What makes you so passionate about what you're doing? Digital marketing and sustainability. Okay, well, first of all, Pavel, thank you very much for having me here with you. It's really an honor to be part of, of your podcast, and I hope uh, we can really get a really nice interview, So, and, and also to bring some interesting information that you can use. Uh, asking, You're asking me this first question. My answer would be, I feel, since I'm like a real little kid, I've been really interested into what all what has been around making this a greater world. First, I was really into the, the NGOs when I was more, uh, more as a kid, as a, as a teenager. And then growing up, I found what I really saw. It was like what I wanted to invest my life on. And that was social business and sustainability. I found it mostly thanks to, to Mohamed Yunus, a Nobel Peace Awarded. And he's one of the most uh, influ influenced one of the people who influence more on the social economy and sustainability. So thanks to him, um, I'm today here doing what I'm doing. And also the other part, marketing, because I saw uh, just after university, I entered into the tech startup world and I realized what a tool it was, marketing, and not only marketing, but digital marketing is, uh, especially, in order to change um, the world to shape it into a better place. So at some point I decided just to bring these all two things together, sustainability and marketing, and dedicate my career and my life to it, to promote and to foster a lot of uh, social projects who are right now creating a, a better world. Nice. Totally agree. Like for me, it's uh, pretty much, I think the same journey. I started with Muhammad Yunus as well. This is, I think, one of the first things that comes up when you search for social entrepreneurship. But we're also talking about, we're interested in topics of data and uh, like you're trying to merge marketing with sustainability. We're trying to find common grounds for sustainability and data. And as digital marketer or in this field, 
data plays a very important role, right? And due to all of these technological developments to big data, how you analyze data, how you gather it, you're one of the people who have uh, benefited from it, right? And learn how to use it in order to benefit and make others benefit, right? You've created this digital platform and blog, El Bien Social. Um, briefly, what are things that you learned um, and difficulties that you found with this? Because people think about these data entrepreneurs and all of the people who are in the digital world, like someone who is doing easy money. But I'm sure it's not like this. So what are these things that makes made you learn and even hard difficulties you had to encounter? Uh, well, definitely one of the things that really got me most passionate about uh, digital marketing was specifically specifically that I could track everything that was going on. <laughs> Traditional marketing is more well known for these great uh, publicity people who just made a great advertisement and then made an impact into society, but it was really difficult to track what was going on in there. Mm -hmm. And actually what I like about digital marketing is that you do something and you can track everything what's going on. So if you just, you create a post, for example, in, in your blog, then you can see how the SEO is reaching, where the traffic is coming from, if the PPC campaigns are, are working or not, what brings you more traffic but less results, which are the which are the opportunities that bring you more leads, for example, or how many people are you impacting, for example, in each and kind of uh, Instagram um, uh, post, for example, or story. You know, so that's one of the things, and I would say like the most important why I decided to to focus on digital marketing was because I could really track everything. You no. Know? It's true that nowadays digital marketing and online platforms have become a mainstream thing. Well, this is how the world is evolving. We cannot uh, replace technology for something else. We, we need to make a good use of it. So what I'm trying to do is, is really uh, gather, uh, make a good use of all this momentum that is going on with the technology digital marketing and use it for a greater good. In this case, merging in with sustainability in order to, to be able to spread the word spread the word out of how these projects who are ch changing the world for the best uh, can, can really impact us. No? And what are they doing? How are they doing? And what I want is that everyone can learn about them and after that have the inspiration to create their own projects or to transform their projects into this one. And for me, digital marketing gives me all this uh, ability to, to, to communicate and to, and to bring people that this the sustainability thing inside and then foster this spark of, uh, of entrepreneurship. And, and with this, data has placed a very, great, uh, a very great deal because thanks to data is what I've been saying a bit before. I can measure everything and I can know what is creating more impact or less or what people really want. So then I can focus all my, all my project into, into that. So this would, be, this would be a bit what, what uh, data has brought to me also what I've learned about it because this is a journey of this is a five-year journey already and thanks to knowing what was going on in my either in my website or in my social media platform etc I could really uh, see how to keep uh, moving the project onwards otherwise maybe like after two years I would have quit because I was not seeing uh, results and this way 
I could see, okay, this is working in this area, so then I'm going to foster more in this area. I, I saw that SEO was, was really high-rocketing at some moment, so I decided to, to focus into that, and through that, the, the, the platform really, really grew. Without data, I, couldn't, I would not have been able to, to see what was going on. No? So thanks to data, I could, use, I could use it, and then transform my project and also generate more impact on sustainability, which is what in the end is, is all this about. And difficulties I've learned, well, <laughs> five years is a lot. Uh, first of all, I would say that it's very complicated to do a project uh, by yourself. But if you are not able to find the right partners or the people who are going to be as passionate as you are to, to, foster, to foster this project, uh, then you have to do it by your own. But by your own means that you are going to invest like a lot of hours. But if there's something that I would really uh, like to tell other people, it would be that just focus on the things that you are good at and please try to really um, hire or, or try to outsource everything that you are not good at because otherwise you're going to lose so much time. But also if you have less money, you'll have to do it anyway. But please try to really uh, put more put more time into into what you're good at otherwise it's not going to be well, it's not going to be worthy at all. Yeah, I totally agree that you know data and how we analyze data, gather data, what we do with this allowed us to take a, a different look on the world and the marketing as well. And, you know, nowadays these tools or even bits of data can be used to, to make decisions or to know stuff we couldn't even imagine we would know. And, you know, this has brought to us that ads in, in the field of digital marketing, the ads have become very effective, right? They have, they're becoming more and more effective every day. And it's triggering these emotions in our brains, right? Just by changing the words, changing the, the shapes of the pictures, the pictures and so on and so forth. And like due to these developments, some popular authors like Yuval Noah Harari, which is, the, I've, I've seen you have the book right here in this room. Um, they raised questions or concerns about manipulation, right? That we are becoming prone to just because the algorithms and how the data is used, it knows us every time better and better and better. And one of the things that I'm very interested in or very concerned about is how do you draw the line between persuasion? So marketing is basically persuasion, right? You convince somebody that this product is good. But how to draw the line between persuasion and manipulation from your perspective as digital marketer? What, what would you say? Well, that's a very interesting question because actually as a digital marketer, well, I have two things. First of all, I'm an economist, so I, I can be hated by that. Second, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, yes, I'm an expert in marketing, in this case, digital marketing. So I can also be hated by doing marketing. No, uh, it's it's important to to mention that why all this bad thing with marketing comes from is like from the era of the 70s and the 80s, uh, marketing uh, saw that you could just do like a great advertisement and bring a lot of emotion into someone. And just with this emotion that you sparked into people, people would just buy it. 
this was ex extremely popular among like for example like cigarette advertisements okay they were just showing you like all these like in, in in the states they were showing like this cowboy attitude and the real men were smoking cigarettes no so like all teenagers and they were like oh no yeah i want to be like this man and i want to and this just made it because uh, through these advertisements they were really like like what you say they were like persuading you in order to do certain attitudes no in order to feel certain way in order to in the end buy something that could make you feel this way because what they were selling was the experience what you wanted was the experience so in that era in that time if you could do a, like a great advertisement that could really spark some emotion inside of someone then you had already done everything that that was all uh, so the thing is of course as you were saying like which is the, la the line between persuasion <clears throat> and manipulation well i would say persuasion comes from having a great product but really from the from the core and then showcasing it like saying hey i have this great product and these are the benefits that you're going to get by having this product this is perfectly fine. This is persuasion. And if if you if you then as a consumer you buy this product and this product fits your expectation, it's perfect. I mean from me, from a marketer, from a marketer, uh, that would be perfect. The problem comes when it comes to manipulation. What is it? When you're doing the manipulation, what you're what you're just doing is you don't care about what product have I created. I'm just selling you out some expectations some characteristics that this product that this product doesn't have but because i'm selling you these expectations you're just buying these expectations in the end it's like a one-time shot because you're going to get my money one time and then it's over because you're going to get this this uh, product you're going to test it and you're going to see that it's not bringing the same as you were looking for and in this comes the manipulation that they are just bullshitting you around a bit with a product just to get your attention get your money and then the product is shit. When you are doing like persuasion from the marketing, it's like I do a great product. And then from this, I just tell it to you in a very convincing way. But it's very important as a, as a marketer that we like uh, do a balance between expectations and reality. We have always have to, even it's better to, be, to generate a bit less of, less of expectation than not to get too much. Because otherwise, if you get too much expectation and then you, you, your product doesn't deliver enough then you're, you're out you're out of the game really and then is what comes manipulation and for me as a digital marketing concert on sustainable on the sustainable field it's very important that we use it as the good tool it is so you use marketing marketing also it's important to mention that it's not only like publicity part it's also part of the product the price the pricing and the placement publicity it just like the part of the advertisement is just one part of it. You need a really good product. You need to create a really good product. And then you can sell it. And it will sell it sell by itself alone. Uh, so it's very important that we stop. Because some companies are doing that. That we stop doing manipulation. Because people don't deserve that. Actually because it's ethically very, very bad. And people should stop doing that. Um... And also because we don't need shitty products. We just need great products. We need great companies and great products just for creating a, a better world. And and with that, I think I think would be fine. And yeah, it, and yeah, it's true that marketing has a lot of potential to be uh, manipulative and have a very bad usage. But marketing is just a tool. 
The most important thing is that we just change the people who are behind this tool so that they can use it correctly. This is like this. This, uh, this is an example of a knife, for example. We can use a knife just to chop some, uh, some vegetables for our dinner, or we can use a knife for stabbing someone. For example, in the end, the knife is just, it's just a tool. The place who, that is behind uh, wielding this tool is what is making all. So the most important is that we, now we're talking about data marketing, the important is that we as marketers, we are really great people. First of all, so that we can create great products. And then we're not, we're not talking about manipulation. We're just talking about being good at marketing and yeah, persuading people that your product is, is the best. So I see two points in this. The first one is that you say basically the customer knows what he or she wants. And uh, you know we believe that the customer is, is the right. Customer knows what he wants, what she wants. And the whole idea is based that businesses are serving the customers. But the thing is, on one side, yes, it's true a lot of times. But on the other side, many times we are doing some things that we know are not very good for us. Maybe they're not very horrible, but... For example, scrolling Instagram and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and you cannot stop. The reason behind this is that, you know, the platform was designed in a certain way so that it triggers these kind of emotions in your mind. It makes you scroll like more and more down. And there was someone who to who said, you know, it's not that we give the people what they want as, as people who, who are marketers. It's becoming something like we're giving the people what they can help but want. And yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to blame. It's easy to blame companies that are selling bad products that are bad for environment, that are cheap, bad quality, whatever. But who gets to decide what is a good product or what is a bad product to promote? Let's say vegan products or con convincing something that vegan is the right way to live. I'm, I want to be vegan, but I know there are many people who care about sustainability. But they, they are very skeptical about this part. So in your opinion, who gets to decide it? And what are your personal strategy to choose the right product, so to say? Well, uh, many questions. Let's try to, to answer like one after the other. First of all, I would never say as a marketer that the consumer knows what he or she wants. <laughs> Actually, uh, it, it is proven that we as human beings are not very rational in what comes to terms of, of um, um, consumption, of consuming products, uh, goods or products. Because sometimes, yes, sometimes it can take us like three years to decide about something. And sometimes you just see it on, on Instagram and it's like, oh man, that's what I want. And and that's it. And you get it. So <laughs> what we're trying to do as, um, as a marketer is knowing that it's just doing a bit the, the opposite. Um, we're trying to see more or less, which are the interests of people. And then we are just creating products that we believe, not only believe, but we, we have tested that they work but, uh, and, and that people really want. But I would say that it's not very rational. And sometimes you can have all the data that you want and, and then you go to market and you fail. Because yes, you did a test, but then maybe the test was not good enough or there were not uh, e enough people of your niche market maybe. 
So um, and and also there's there's many things no related to the uh, to creating like products and and everything or the people buy your products. I would say also that for example, uh, people buy products who other people have like the influencers. No? So if you see it in your the person that you just follow on Instagram and is like your guru or something for you, then you just buy it. I mean you don't even care about about it just no no he's wearing it or she's or she's wearing it or she's driving it or he's driving it or whatever. And and so okay then I want this. So it's not very it's not very rational uh, how people are are consuming. No? Of course there are trends and patterns and things like that. But this would be one part, and then of the other part, what uh, what is considered a good product, uh, it's true that it's not that easy uh, to select what a good product is, mostly because there are like a lot of industries and it's it's a bit difficult to measure. But I would say that, for example, from now I put myself into the consumer point of view, and I would say, okay, if for me a good product is a product that first of all the company starts by uh, having a social impact just by itself no? they're just not creating products for the sake of creating products rather than they are just starting a business in order to solve a social or environmental cause this for me gets like the number one oh it's like on top perfect this is like the, the first the first condition second would be that for example uh, it is uh, produced under under fair trade conditions that it's something that seems very obvious, but still you can see everywhere in the world that this is not such a common thing. No, so fair would be very important. But also, for example, here would say, okay, we do it under the fair trade conditions, but then some projects are working, for example, with uh, factories in Southeast Asia, and they are they have the headquarters in France or, or in Spain. And yes, but they are producing in fair trade. But some people would say, no, this is not correct. No, it, it's better if okay, it's fair trade, but it's local as well. So here, like sustainability is not one size fits all. We just need to. Um, as I remember, the I, I did an interview like some time ago with uh, with the CEO of uh, of um, sustainable apparel apparel company, and he told me, look, like sustainability is like um, this uh, evolving animal. Today is like this. In five years, it's going to be different. Five years ago, it was different. So we just need to to, to see what is going on right now, knowing which are the things that, that are good. Because, for example, right now, one of the things that we said is not good to produce uh, outsourced or like in other countries is because the CO2 that produced all the, all the planes or all the uh, boats that are transporting all these products, they generate like a lot of CO2 in the atmosphere. So it's really bad. But once we can have like hydrogen um, engines or planes can can run out of, or even uh, solar fuels or like, I don't know, uh, renewable uh, energies, okay, then it's perfect. Then you just close this gap. So once you get to this evolution, then, okay, it's perfect. There's no problem into bringing materials one one place to the other because you are not generating more CO2. No, so for example, these are things. No, but for me, it would be more important. For example, that they produce locally because then you foster the local economy. That then that your source. But also for me, both are fine as long as they are uh, meeting these good criteria and they are ju just not getting some some seals to put on the website. No, no, they really are doing like a good job. 
that's why it's very important to come back a moment into the first point that is like that they are already born with a social mindset in place so that this way whatever they do they're going to do it in, in the right way so social then it would be for me fair trade preferred local and after that doesn't come to much things like if we were talking about sustainable fashion maybe i would prefer organic clothes rather than uh, technical or, re or recycled plastic clothes also because it's a thing it's more important that the skin does not get that much in contact with um, plastic threads even though they have been tested that they're not that, not that bad for, or everything no but it would be then if we put this list we would put social impact in the first in the first uh, in the number one of the list second would be uh, fair trade third local for organic that would be at least for me like how do I would I say a product is a good product that makes that makes it a bit for me you mentioned also about the vegan well vegan was just an example of something which is not where there is not you know that much consensus on the topic but i think you yeah you partially answered the question it depends on the problem right that we have right now because of course if we have renewable energy to to use in our transportation then it doesn't matter. It's not generating any neg negative impact. But yeah, maybe you could say a couple of words. How do you go about these kind of topics, um, which are a bit controversial, let's say? Yeah, well, first of all, I would like to say that it's it would be good if we would not go crazy about following all the namings of all the concepts that we are hearing. No? And this would go vegan, for example, and it would also go zero waste, or it would go also. It would also go for the uh, GOTS seal, for example, not the GOAT seal. Or, I mean, I would like to say we should start first by looking a bit inside ourselves and say, okay, how do I want my life to be? What do I want to follow? Who do I want to become? How am I going to live my life? And let's go step by step. <laughs> it's important, that, at least from my point of view, and this is my perspective. I've been trying to go like 100% all the way in in something. I trade vegan, for example, for for three months in a row. I lost a lot of weight and I wasn't feeling good. Why? Because I was not doing it the right way. I didn't I have no idea. I didn't know how to cook vegan. So I had to take a different approach. It's, it's very important that we don't just take like a, a, a naming, like zero waste or vegan and oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. It's like try to go zero waste. You, you, you try it and try to go all in for zero waste. Your mind is going to explode, and you're going to be in a hospital in like in in two months because you're gonna, once you're not going to be able uh, to see any more plastic in your house. It's like you're gonna you're not gonna go mad, really. So the best approach for me would me into all of that would be first of all stop labeling everything. That would be something from a marketing point of view. I know it's like a bit contradictory because we marketers like to put a label into everything. But I would say, let's just get a, I would say to think first, like let's do a zoom out and think about what it means. Okay, what it means to go vegan? What I want with the vegan thing? Do I even know what vegan means, for example? Then why do I want to do that? What is going to be beneficial for me? Let's let's think. It's important that we as consumers, when we do the consumer part, where we think about what we want to get from something. It's not just because it's trendy. Maybe you cannot go vegan all along because your body is not able for. You need first to start getting the meat out 
then maybe the dairy, then you get rid of the fish. When you go step by step, you go checking with your body. Now we're talking about it's more a body thing, a health thing. So let's try to, to do it a bit more on a, on a step by step perspective. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. And of course, to become vegan doesn't mean just to buy a vegan product and then it doesn't make you vegan yet. But yeah, critical thinking. Critical thinking, I think it's very important. And since you've touched already the point of um, personal choices, lifestyle, leading a sustainable way of living, are there any tips you could uh, give how we can use sustain, well, not sustainable, but digital marketing in general, and all of these technological trends in our to empower our personal choices? Okay, the, I would I would say. One very important thing is many people are not going to be are not going to agree with me, but it's okay. I would say, for example, all the advertisements that you see on Instagram are based, like in a, in a huge percentage, in what you really like. So I would say, use Instagram as a way, for example, to discover new opportunities, to discover new um, uh, new products, uh, new ideas, new tools. Whatever. I would say it's very important because actually it's based a lot in your in your feed of stories and people who are you following, and it's pretty accurate. Sometimes a bit too much. <laughs> you, you would say like, like okay, they are listening to me or, or whatever. But their algorithm is, is very, very, very updated into that. And I would say that me, for example, personally, I really enjoy uh, having the ads the way they do. Because, for example, I'm interested into all what is sustainable, into sustainable fashion, into sustainable way of uh, of living, into sports, for example, and they are always showing me the right dots for all this. So I would say that's it's very important privacy, but we also have to be. Uh, it's there's something that's very important that we that we know is like companies don't give a shit about uh, our interest; they only want our money. And that's like this. So all, all what we are so much uh, saying about the privacy, I would say it's very important that we say, or that we understand that the companies, companies who are selling stuff at least, they only want our money in exchange of the products. So I would say use this for the right way. You Use these uh, privacy settings in order to have the best um, advertisement possible. Because also it's very important to mention that these companies are... Offer, or don't have to put advertisements because people are not paying that much money for using internet products. So we also need to understand this. Okay, you want all my products for free? Well, at least you have to get a bit of advertisements because that's what I'm getting money from. So I would say use this. Then I would also say use applications. There are good applications where we can uh, really uh, track the best out of uh, like a sustainable life life for example i would say for example if you if you want to go on a more uh, sustainable way of dressing up i would suggest beyond the bien social that it's of course for me comes the first <laughs> i would say use the the app good on you for example but use it critically uh, check out which are the which are the reviews which are the comments about it and check what is really sustainable but make use of of the of the applications or for example if you want to go more for a zero waste life i would suggest go into the app of go zero waste and check all the um stores 
the, all the bulk stores that are around your home. So make a good use of, of technology. Yeah, there's also there's also this other one. Of course, if you if you are concerned about food waste, then use the app uh, Too Good to Go. You use it, and this way you are also getting some very very good products. It's like they are they couldn't be sell sold on the day of today, and this it, they would expire tomorrow. So you just get them for today, and this is a good way to use technology also for for this. It's very interesting. I'm I'm happy to hear. You are a digital marketer and you use digital marketing and you like it. It's not like working in McDonald's, but after you started, never eating in McDonald's because you know the truth, you know. So there is, I have, I have faith <laughs> in the future of digital marketing, thanks to you. Amazing advices. Thank you very much for being guest. Before I let you go, would you like to share with us how can people find you? Maybe try to... Maybe try to spell the name of your blog or, or of your social, uh, of the digital platform, uh, because yeah, it's it's in English now. Yeah, definitely. Now it's in English, although we, so far at least, we're keeping the, the same name as in Spanish, because it's easy to pronounce in, in, in English as well. It's called El Bien Social. It may sound a bit Mexican, maybe for some of the accent, but it's this El Bien Social is, I spell it is E-L-B-I. E-N-S-O-C-I-A-L. Then the website is the .org, or and you can find us on Instagram and on LinkedIn. May preferably is where we are the most, where we are there. And now we just launched, yeah, of course, the new website uh, in English. So all the content is going to be in English as well, and it's very good because we we really wanted to get some uh, English audience on board. So and thank you very much, Pavel, for for hosting me here today. It's been a real pleasure. So this is it for today. Check out our website to see the show notes as well as links to all the projects mentioned in this episode. And please share your feedback with us. We have created this super short and fun questionnaire to find out what we are doing well and what areas need improvement in your opinion. By submitting your feedback, you will support us a lot. I will leave the link in the description. It was a pleasure to be with you today. See you in the next one.